What's up, everyone? Zane here with Everything Vive. Welcome back for another episode. I'm here with Ronnie. Ronnie, how's it going, man? It's going pretty well. Have a have a little cold. It's uh, it's been getting kind of nasty outside here, <laughs> and uh, I guess it kind of caught up with me a little bit. But yeah, we're uh, we're, we're in Chicago for those who may not know, and it's a polar vortex. <laughs> literally Ugh. one degree earlier today, so. Uh, well, welcome to another Game Talk episode. Uh, we have some really good ones for you guys today, actually. Uh, they're probably the two, uh, I don't want to say darlings of Reddit, but they, they're the two most dis- discussed ones on Reddit right now. Uh, just after what's been been going on, Ronnie and I figured we'd each grab one of the games and really dive into it and meet up this week for a, uh, for a Game Talk. So what do you say, Ronnie? You ready to go? Yeah, no, I'm ready. These are both uh, pretty exciting games. Uh, I've been waiting for at least one of them for quite a while now, and it'll be nice to talk about them. Well, you do you want to go first then? Yeah, sure. So, uh, so the game I purchased was uh, Arizona Sunshine, and there's been a lot of talk about this game recently. Uh, not all positive, but a lot of it's been pretty positive. Um, you know the. Most recently, there was a fiasco where the game uh, was only—I th- I believe it's it's uh, it's horde mode. It, was it only the single player horde mode, or also the multiplayer? I think it was a single player, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, that's that was kind of what I was recalling as well. I mean, both of us own. I mean, the story the story basically was that unless you owned an, a, a core i seven Intel processor, uh, you weren't able to play that mode in the game and and both of us actually have core i7 so it wasn't you know necessarily a sticking point for us but nonetheless it was an interesting precedent to set and you know the after after the community kind of you know outlashed you know over over the issue uh they came the developers came back and ended up unlocking the mode so everyone has access to it now i don't want to you know dwell on that too much but i just Wanted to give a little bit of that background because it is something that people will run into if they do, you know, Google or search for the game. Um, but yeah, so so I've been waiting for this game for uh, basically since the Vive came out. Uh, the developers had released a lot of screenshots and stuff showing uh, what looked like an amazingly uh, detailed, like graphically rich uh, zombie shooter for uh, the HTC Vive, and that game after several months if not, you know, about a year in development, uh, it, it finally came out. And it's released not only on the Vive, but it's also, uh, it also supports the Oculus Rift. And I can say that the game, uh, so far at least in the, in the time that I've, I've spent with the game, uh, turned out really well. So I didn't know if, uh, if there's any, any questions you had about, Z- about it, Zane. I know, you know, the, it's, it's about 40 bucks. I got it a little bit cheaper than that. Uh, because I bought it within the first couple days, but um, I know you were kind of waiting uh, to see if the price will drop, you know, over the over the holiday sale a little bit before you pick it up. I mean, what are what are some of the the questions you have about the game? Well, I, well, I mean, I I have seen a bunch of gameplay videos, and I was, I mean, I only heard about the game recently, is when it was about to come out. I think I had mentioned it to you, and you're like, "Well, wait, no, that's the game like I'm I've been waiting for that I bought the Vive for." <laughs> and so, um, I, it it looks awesome. I, in terms of questions, uh, I mean, I know you've only had a chance to do the single player because we talked about doing the 
the multiplayer uh what is it? Just campaign mode, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a horde mode and a campaign, but I'm personally more interested in the campaign mode because, I mean, really, the horde mode sounds like it's kind of a wave-based shooter, and we've played quite a bit of those. Yeah. I think it would be. I mean, I think it would still be fun. Don't get me wrong, but doing an actual campaign mode with a friend uh, in VR to me sounds like a really, really cool opportunity but no and and we we will do it like like i said i mean the only reason i'm holding off is i'm gonna be out of town for a little bit again and i figured you know what if i'm not gonna even have a chance to play it now i might as well wait and see if uh the price drops for the steam sale and uh you know the game that i'm gonna discuss uh, smashbox arena uh i just bought that and i'm having a fun time with that but we'll get to that in a second uh but yeah i mean overall like just from what i've seen so far like the campaign looks really in depth it looks like it's it's polished more than any other game. I mean, I, I've played Raw Data, and again, I, I haven't obviously been inside the headset for Arizona Sunshine, but um, it just it just seems like it has even more polish than that, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it feels in a lot of ways like a AAA title. Um, I know we, you know, people bring up that uh, that label quite a bit and keep saying that we want more and more AAA titles on the Vive, and even though this doesn't come from necessarily, you know, one of those huge developers, uh, it really does have a level of polish. You can tell that uh, they've spent quite a bit of time making this game, uh, you know, as fully featured and as graphically uh, detailed as they could. And and all of that stuff, I thought, really, really comes through. I mean, especially in the brief time that I've spent, spent with the campaign mode so far, Um, you know, there's a lot of voiceover. You feel like there's an actual story. I'm not going to say that I necessarily love the character that you, that you are, uh, (laughs) so far. I've I've heard, I've heard some of the voiceovers. Interesting guy. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all right, whatever. But, um, sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's not, but it does give it, you know, it at least gives it uh, a bit of personality. And, and what I, I mean, immediately the thing that, I thought stood out compared to a lot of the other zombie shooters that I've played on the Vive um, is just how uh, <laughs> this will sound bad, but just how realistic and how uh, satisfying all of the dismemberment and yeah, and I saw that, that. Yeah, that stuff feels really good. So I mean, ju- just as far as I, see, that's what like I, the fact that this game came out so long after games like Brookhaven Experiment and you know containment initiative and some of these other zombie shooters uh that are out there kind of you know takes away a little bit from the novelty of of playing a first person zombie shooter yeah yeah in, in the vr in vr but at the same time there's certain elements of this game of arizona sunshine that really do stand out above those other titles and like i said the the dismemberment and kind of just the the good feel of 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 what it what it's like to shoot the zombies really adds something that's, that's, you know, adds something really tangible to the experience. Um, Well, we're, we're going to come back to that, that word again, uh, immersion, just the realisticness of it. Uh, Like you said, the physics of it, everything about it, like it, it tricks your brain just a little bit more. Um, You know, obviously, you know, you're still in the game, but instead of just like shooting a zombie and then like them just falling to the floor, all of a sudden, like you're seeing, 
your your actions have you know direct consequences in a very physical sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and and I totally agree. And 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 in this game, that stuff feels really great. So so that stuff and the, and the environment itself is very detailed. You feel like you're in in another place. Um, I think it helps that it's outside in the sunshine. So uh, you know, whereas you're in in kind of a dark, you know, dark. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dark atmosphere and like raw data. Here you're outside, and I think I think outdoor areas that are well lit tend to look a little bit better on the Vive screens. Yeah, I mean everybody's general. commented about how beautiful it actually looks, like the the graphics and visual. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely. I mean, the, on on that front, and it performs really well. I mean, I think just from a technical standpoint, it's it's excellent. And uh, you know, my only complaint so far is that in the short time that I've played the campaign mode, I feel like I'm basically just teleporting around shooting zombies. And that's not necessarily bad, but I mean, like I said, so far there hasn't really been, like I'm waiting for a game to kind of mix some of the mechanics of, you know, the gallery or, or a yeah, game like yeah. that where there's, there's more, po- and maybe that stuff's coming. And, and this is just my impression from the very beginning of the game um, I'm not that far in, maybe you know, thirty, forty-five minutes in or so. Um, but so far, I've basically been, you know, teleporting around and uh, pushing open gates, and zombies will come at me, usually from the front. And and that's another thing. I think some of that stuff may have been designed a little bit around the Oculus Touch, just because it does feel like Ooh, usually that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Usually the spawn points feel like they're coming at me from about. 180 degrees in front of me. So like I, I never, I mean, yes, if I move around a lot and let the zombies kind of circle me, they'll do that. But in general, usually zombies will only kind of pop out in the various degrees in front of you and not from Interesting. the back. Interesting. Okay. So, so I, I, I personally think that that's probably something to do with that. Cause it's very different from like Brookhaven experiment or, and I haven't played horde mode, maybe horde mode, is going to spawn enemies all around me. And, and it from, takes, from like, what I've just, again, I'm talking about from like just seeing yeah. videos online. It does seem like they do come from, from a 360 degree, you know, spawn okay. point. So, okay. But so, uh, I mean, yeah, that, that's, so, that's an interesting point that you bring up just in terms of how it translates from vibe to rift or touch. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. No. So, so those are my only issues right now. And like I said, some of those things as I play more and, you know, I'm going to, as when you get the game and as I get a chance to, get a little bit further and potentially, you know, finish the campaign mode. I'll give more of my thoughts. Uh, but those are just some of my early impressions right now. Yeah, no, I mean, we'll, we'll definitely talk about this one more because as soon as I get the game, I, you and I have a, have a date with destiny to, uh, to finish that campaign mode, which I think will be a lot of fun. Yeah. And another quick thing, just uh, something that kind of stood out in my playtime with it is a lot of games have kind of more complicated reloading mechanics. Mm-hmm. This game doesn't really, which is a good and a bad thing, depending on how you play. So I actually, I was having more fun with it because basically in order to drop your magazine out of your gun, you basically press the big, the trackpad on the front of the, of the Vive controller. Yeah. So you hit that button and the magazine just pops right out. You basically just move the gun over to your, you know, utility belt that's holding your, your ammunition and it just automatically, automatically reloads. reloads the gun. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, and and that's actually so so. Like I said, it's kind of like a double edged sword in a way because 
uh, on one hand, it's definitely more fun uh, when you want to just, you know, when there's a lot of zombies in front of you and you're running out of ammunition, you don't have to worry so much about reloading. You can just, you know, as long as you're hitting that button and, and generally remembering that you do need to reload, you don't fumble around with it too much. So you're able to quickly get it done and, and go right back at to the action. Mm-hmm. The downside for me was that I wasn't always realizing how quickly I was going through ammo because it didn't seem like I needed to really, like, w- during the reloading process, it was so easy. So sometimes I, you know, you just reload. Wouldn't, yeah. I, so I wouldn't worry so much about conserving my ammo. And then I'd run out of ammo and then, and then I'd be in trouble. So, so, so that's actually another interesting thing that I was going to ask you about was the fact that there's limited ammo. Because I feel like most of these games that you play, like it's unlimited everything that you have, unlimited kind of resources. And this is the first time, again, just look, going off the gameplay videos that I saw where like you have to actually scavenge for ammo, for guns, for you know certain things. Yeah. And so I wonder if there's, you know, just, it, it, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it adds to the, uh, the feel of the game or just, you know, the... I don't know, the whatever strategy, it is. I guess, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The strategy of it and, you know, the, how, how tactfully you play like certain things. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't know, like, did that factor in for you? It sounds like it did. No, I mean, yeah, no, it did. And, and like I said, it's kind of one of those be careful what you wish for kind of things. <laughs> I mean, when, when you're used to playing a bunch of wave-based shooters that just give you tons of ammo and it's super arcadey in a sense, you know, to go back to a game that kind of, you know, doesn't hold your hand as much in those areas and and kind of makes you know puts you in a world where you do have to worry about stuff like ammunition and and whatnot i mean yeah it, it takes some getting you like i said i i've been kind of playing it like a wave-based shooter in a lot of ways and i think my next playthrough is i'm going to be i need to kind of calm down and be a bit more conservative in terms of you know picking my shots and and all of that. Uh, and another thing that I thought was kind of, I mean, again, this might just be early on, but so far I haven't really been able to find effective like melee tools. So like, you know, basically I have to shoot the zombies. I don't, I haven't had any knives or anything like that. Like yeah, yeah. I haven't, I wasn't able to really find a way to use my fist. Uh, kind of like in raw data to sometimes mm-hmm. get zombies, you know, when you're out of ammo or when you're reloading that kind of thing. And, and at least, like I said, it, I could just be playing it wrong, but at least right now, when I'm in trouble and a zombie's close, close up to me, I don't feel like I'm able to really walk around very easily to get out of the way. Yeah. yeah. So I, so I don't feel like I'm, I'm really, you know, all of the dodging and, and stuff that room scale allows you to, to do like I, like I, in my short time, I just wasn't very effective at getting that kind of stuff done. So I, I'm wondering if it's just something that I'm going to have to get used to or if they're going to if there are going to be more weapons and different types of tools that I'm going to gain access to as I get a little bit farther but but that's one thing that you know so far I've you know been been a little bit you know missing and and I'm hoping that you know as I play more that I'm that that stuff's going to going to change but but anyway so those are those are some of my thoughts I mean overall I think, like I like I was saying earlier, the environment's amazing. Uh, the feedback from shooting the zombies and all of that is 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 you know a tier above most of the other stuff that's out there right now. So so it is it is a very quality title. You can tell where the time went in in 
in polishing and, and finishing this product. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's definitely, I don't, I don't, I haven't played enough yet to be able to, you know, to be able to, to say for sure that it's worth the $40 price point. But from, from what I've seen so far, I can definitely say that, that there's a good chance it is going to, it is worth that price. So, so, but I'll, cool, cool. I'll, I'll, yeah, well, I'll, well, yeah, I'll tell you more as the, as the next few days go. The, go yeah. On, the, so. These are just initial thoughts. I think you and I will cover this game again once we've had a chance to go through the, the campaign mode together uh, yep. and, and, you know, give some of our thoughts then as well. Um, yep. I, so I, but I did have one question for you and I'm still trying to figure out in my head how to phrase this. Sure. But uh, let me just blurt it out, I guess. This was not an early access title at any point. Like it came out. Is, is that correct? Like it just came yeah, out. That, that's my understanding. I mean, I know at least that it's possible that people were, you know, had opportunities to play it in its in its beta forms. I don't know. I didn't see any of mm-hmm. that kind of footage out there. But I, I do know that you know I had the game on my wish list since I got my Vive, and they continually kind of pushed out. The, the release date and this was the first time that you were able to access it in steam so yeah i don't i don't think it was ever an early access title as far as i know it, okay so i guess and I, like i guess maybe i don't even know what i'm asking at this point but it's just more so you see so many so many of these games going in the early access route and you know, i'm not saying that that's a bad thing or a good thing uh, obviously people who have you know who invest in the game when it's early access can provide a lot of feedback to developers but you know you see such a polished title like this come out with probably i mean it, not early access like what I, i'm just curious like what are your thoughts now on like okay yeah. seeing, seeing a title that comes out that wasn't early access versus seeing all these you know really cool games out actually that are you know still in early access but like does that really help development or should developers, I, I don't know, I guess it's yeah, just, no, it's just no, interesting no, to see makes... like the most popular game or one of the most polished games out there, not having gone through the early access phase, which most of the, the great games and memorable games on the Vive are, are right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally know you. That's a, a very good point. I mean, without, without knowing too much about, you know, what went into the, into the development of this game so far, um, I mean, I can, I mean, I personally, personally think that this game may have done a little bit, but I, I don't know. It's, it's just a hard one. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't even know how to even think about that properly, but it's no, just, no, no, I, I totally know. So, I mean, I mean, when you were, when you were phrasing your question, a lot of things are going through my mind basically. Okay. So Arizona sunshine is a great example of a game that took a long time to develop and rather than allowing the community to kind of you know buy the buy the game early and 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 tag along during that process of of developing the game from its early stages into more of a full-fledged title they decided to keep it under wraps to not release it and to wait a while and get the game you know more more polished, more finished before they released it, and then they didn't. Then they charged a higher price. They, it's not considered an early access title, and and then they're going from there. I guess. I mean, and, I, and there was I, a lot of like hype and anticipation, and this this was before the uh, the the i seven processor thing came up. I mean, people were just generally excited about the game without ever even having played it, you know. And so I, I don't know. I, I just not that any of the games that you know are out there now are 
technically losing steam, but it just seems like, I, I don't know, like I, I, I'm trying to figure out which model works better and I, I'm not a developer, so I'm not even in a position yeah. to, to, to see how that would benefit either way. But yeah. it, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like there are a lot of games that come out early access. People are like really excited about it. And then all of a sudden, like the next cool thing comes out. And before you have a finished product, all of a sudden you're, you're kind of stuck with people, you know, being drawn to the next shiny object or next shiny light type of thing. So, yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, I think in a lot of ways, maybe on the Vive, I think whenever you first release, especially if you're going to have a multiplayer game, that that's for certain. Whenever you first release, I mean, the the bulk of your users are going to play that game for the first few weeks, and then I think the sales are going to trail off. So, I mean, for me, I know I didn't even really have to think twice when the game came out. I didn't. I wasn't, you know, trying to trying to go online to see what people were saying about the product all that much because I had waited for it for so long. Yeah, yeah. As long as it seemed somewhat positive, I knew I was interested enough to pick it up just to see for myself. So um, then, yeah, I don't know. So, but that's a really good. I and I, I'd be curious to see what its ultimate sales are going to look like mm-hmm. versus some of the other titles that we're in a similar spot, but are considered early access. Like a good comparison would be like raw data, for example, versus Arizona sunshine, because I do think raw data had a similar following um, early on in its development. So prior to it being released in steam as an early access title, you know, people had some beta access before it was released and, or alpha. I don't, I don't know what they were referring to it as, but, um, but people, you know, there was hype building around it, and then it released as an early access title, and people jumped on it. And I think Arizona Sunshine could have done the same thing. I think it had that groundswell, and if they would have released, you know, back in I don't know May or or June or something like that, rather than waiting till now, um, at least from the screenshots, if it would have been in a in a finished enough state to at least get something out there, even just like a horde mode type uh, type game, um, then that might have worked. But then I wonder if they could have gotten away with charging forty bucks for it. They might have only yeah. they no, might have right. only only gotten away with like thirty or or twenty five or pr- probably I I'm imagining for some reason in my brain thirty seems like it would have been and maybe that's what raw data was, but something a little bit lower but still kind of of a premium price, but but anyways, I mean, I do think that they could have sold the game back then if it was far enough with, with less modes and less polish and assuming it would, would have been okay, um, they probably would but have gotten But I think there's just something about a finished product. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's just something that people get excited about. And like, okay, if the game had like tanked and flopped and it wasn't good, like, that's fine. But, you know, you had a game that came out that was actually very great in gameplay, you know, and this is... We're just talking about the the game in terms of you know the gameplay and everything aside yeah. from all the drama that happened with it. You know, like yeah. I, ultimately, like people were like, "This is a fantastic game." Like, I'm really enjoying it, and I, yeah. So I I don't know. I mean, well, let's not dwell on it too much. I, I for some no, reason no, it no. just kind of like I was just like thinking about it. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to think of like what what would make you know more sense if if you were to start out today or like you know what I mean. Like, just yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, well, well, no, it's an inter- it's an interesting, <laughs> it's an interesting conversation, and I'm sure as I'm sure developers um, that are working on these titles really have to think 
long and hard about mm-hmm. what makes sense for them. And I think it would also probably depend on what type of a uh, workflow you have. Like, are you able to get out a product early enough along in the cycle that has enough functionality to it that it makes sense to offer it as an early access title? I mean, I, I wonder, I mean, some games you would think that people are working on assets, people are working on this, people are working on that. Yeah. And the, the product doesn't actually fully come together as something that's, you know, satisfying and playable until kind of later on in the process. So, so I, I bet, I bet there's not like a one answer kind of fits all situations. No, of course not. But yeah, I, but, I don't know. But yeah, no, but it's interesting. No, cause it, it is pretty cool to think that, yeah, I, I mean, when you were asking me that, I was going and checking out my Steam account just to make sure it didn't say early access next to it. And when I saw that, there was something about that that kind of felt, okay, cool. Like, I, you know, mm-hmm. that it, it feels good to know that I, I purchased something that's, you know, that, that, they, that the developers thought was, was finished enough to, you know, kind of put their stamp on it. Because they, they don't have to make that caveat that, oh, but it's a work in progress. So. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Now, I feel like people just approach things differently. Like, it's, it's difficult to describe and maybe even difficult to, like, pinpoint exactly. But there's mm-hmm. just a different mentality and different perspective when you think about, like, oh, okay, I'm playing something that is still improvable. So, you know, on one hand, you kind of have lower expectations. And on the other hand, like, you're looking for things. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. You're looking for, like, early access or unfinished products. Like, you're looking for things that can improve whether uh, uh, rather than, like, something that is already a finished product. You're just kind of evaluating it for what it is. Does it make sense? Yeah, no, that that does make sense. So uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just a, it's just a different mindset, and I'm not saying one is better than the other because I, I'm I'm really happy with a lot of the early access titles that are out there right now, and that like you know, not necessarily that I've been a part of, but being able to like kind of witness the development of certain games and and how they've progressed with community. Um, you know, community feedback and with developers kind of learning what what works, what doesn't. You know, as as time goes on. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, no, that's that's a good question though, and and a good point. I mean, I'm sure going forward, we're gonna see more and more uh, titles that are fully released, and yeah. comparing those to some of the early access titles that'll. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, now that there's, there's, there's kind of like a benchmark for it too. You know, like if you can make mm-hmm. a game that is as polished as something like Arizona Sunshine, and you know, if you're working on a game that is as polished, then all of a sudden you have to be like, you know, you are you at least you can think to yourself, hey, we don't have to go the early access route with this. We can just, you know, we can we know we have something that's good enough uh, mm-hmm. and that will sell like uh, whenever the time is ready for it to be released. So. Yeah, but okay. Let's uh, let's move on to the other game for this week. And I feel like uh, I'm I'm not the first person to say this. There are a lot of people in Reddit who were talking about Smashbox Arena and how the Arizona Sunshine drama kind of drowned out all of the uh, all of the excitement around this game. But it stuck through. People are really starting to discover it now. I mean, I myself discovered it just just this week. So it's a uh, it's so much fun, man. Like I, somebody put it online, so I don't want to take credit, but I can't remember, you know, where, where I read it exactly. But, you know, somebody mentioned that it was uh, on somebody mentioned that it was a mix between Rec Room's paintball and Mario mm-hmm. Kart because you have all these like random. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was just like after playing it like that. So that intrigued me. And then after playing, I'm like. Oh, man, I see what you're talking about now. And uh, I, so just basic gameplay. 
um, it's it's teleportation around, and it's just three on three. Essentially, dodgeball is really what it is. And so you uh, you can teleport, but what's really cool about the teleportation is that it, it isn't instant. So you kind of throw your your teleportation device, and then it takes you maybe like a second or two to get to the new place that you're going to be at. Uh, and so I, for me, that just makes it seem a little bit more uh, not realistic. What's the word I'm looking yeah. for here? You're like grounded, maybe? Yeah, grounded like- and just like, you know, you can't have people just kind of flying all over the place. Um, it, it makes you much more strategic and tactical uh, mm-hmm. in terms of how you approach the game. And then also, like, if you have two two you know, balls in your hand for dodgeball, then you uh, or like if you have a ball in each of your hand. Uh, each of I'm sorry, each of your hands. Then uh, you, you like you can't you, you can't use the teleporter essentially. Ah. So yeah, again, like I, I guess the the word that comes to mind is just strategic and tactful. Yeah. Like, like so, it just adds a really nice element to the game. And you know, I played part of the the campaign mode, which was cool because the AI is actually uh, I don't want to say they're great, but you know, it's 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 not bad playing against the AI. Yeah. And then yeah. On the, on the flip side of that, what's, what's a really nice aspect of it too is, you know, you played these three on three games. I played the multiplayer as well. And if there's not enough people in the games, you actually have a decent like AI player come in or, or players come and fill out the rest of the group. So, okay. you're, so yeah, I, I think this is one of the benefits I kept seeing on reviews and on steam uh, and on like Reddit and stuff like that, where mm-hmm. people were just talking about how, like you don't need it's not that you don't need the player base but you don't need people to be online 24/7 like you yeah. can, like if you if you log in you know you're going to get a solid game even if it's with you know four three or four other bots and just a couple people That's cool. No, then that's good to hear. I mean considering, you know, the 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 reality of, you know, a small user base like the Vive, you know, uh right now uh, you know, a lot of these multiplayer games after a while become unplayable because you're not really able to find people. I mean, knowing that knowing that Smashbox now is a ton of fun and that you're going to be able to play with people, but that at the same time, you know, later down, you know, in the game's lifespan, if it becomes less popular, to know that if you are, you know, want that that it scratched of playing Smashbox, you know, that your money didn't go down the drain, that you don't have this app that's just sitting there unplayable i I mean that's that's that can't be overstated i don't think no no it's it's one of those things where you don't really think about it until you have it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like before Mm -hmm. it just it wasn't like uh it wasn't an option it's just like oh if nobody's there to play you can't play the game you know if you don't have enough players you can't play the game and now uh like i said the ai is not it's they're not amazing but they're not like terribly stupid either like it it makes the game compelling enough and when you have you know enough human players in it to to give it that kind of unexpected or uncertain feel that you know the the human element if for lack of better words mm-hmm. uh like when you have that and just combine it with like minimal ai that you know throws enough of a mixture into the game to make it full and complete uh yeah it, you know that it makes every experience like every time i've jumped into the game so far it's just like okay yeah hey you know what 30 seconds until the next match starts and we're in uh, it doesn't matter how many players we have. I don't got to worry about that. It doesn't matter which room I'm in. You know what I mean? And yeah, so it's yeah. just less less worry and more play. And uh, so, they got something so right there. Some, yeah, so I have some questions. So, sure. so I mean, I know I know it's kind of like dodgeball, kind of like, you know, kind of like Rec Room Paintball, kind of like Mario Kart in a sense that you're teleporting around. How do you – so when a match starts, how do you get your – how do you get the weapons or the balls – and what 
do the balls exactly do? Like, are they just, do you literally just throw them kind of like dodgeball in rec room? No. Or are there? Yeah, go ahead. Finish your question. Oh no. Yeah. So, so I just kind of, yeah, just some explanation as to exactly what the gameplay is like and, and how things kind of work. Sure. Sure. Um, so, uh, well, first off, let me, let me clarify on the Mario Kart thing. The The Mario Kart aspect of it is only in the sense that you can get power-ups and have different, mm. like, yeah, weapons, I guess. Uh, just one-off weapons that you can use. But okay. the primary thing that you use, so you have, like, these two little gun blasters in your hand. And what they do is you can, they, what... You can press the trigger first. You can point at a ball, and if it's within distance, because uh, most of the most of the time you're just going to have ra- random dodgeballs that kind of fall from the sky and that are in the area, or they they fall from the sky in the beginning of the match, and then they just kind of like there throughout the match, uh, you know, as people are using them. So what ends up happening is that you know you you can pick up a ball. You have these little guns that you can point, and I want to say in real air, real space or real area, maybe up to like. 10 feet around you, you can point at a ball and pick it up and it'll like suck it in like a vacuum and okay. it'll be on the, on like the tip of your gun. And then you can aim that and fire it. If that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, if you can does. visualize. Yeah. So, so you can aim it and fire it. And then, um, you know, the, the power ups, you can do the same thing where you can, you know, point at a power up, pick it up. And all of a sudden, like your gun will have, you know, this one off, major weapon that you can use or not not major but they just add another unique element to the game and there's quite a few of them i want to say at least five or six so you know the entire time you're you're running around you're you're trying to get the other team and there's i like i haven't had any like tactical team strategies so far you know it's just it's i feel like a lot of people are just learning because i was in there with someone earlier today and you know they were kind of just giving out all types of tips and hints and like, Oh, you know, you shouldn't do that. Like the guy, the guy shot me, shot me and got me out of the, out of the game. And, um, as, as soon as we, uh, start, or as soon as it was over, he was just like, Hey, so, you know, just want to like, like, you know, like these are some of the things you can do. So it's a very, like, hmm. it's a very like nice community feel That's good cool. vibe where, you know, everyone's just trying to like learn how to play the game. So, you know, right now, and it's, it's been Dude, a lot of fun. That's one of the coolest things about multiplayer games in the vibe. I feel like the community is, 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 is well knit enough to where like there's a decent amount of people out there that are really helpful that just want to you know want everybody to have a good time yeah and i think that's a big part of it too like people want others to have a good experience because then you have more people coming back to play this game you know what i mean yeah and so it's cool at least i don't know I i would hope that the majority of people are but let me let me also really quickly mention when you do get out in a game I don't know why other games haven't implemented this before, but there's this type of like God mode almost where all of a sudden you become gigantic and you see the entire board and everyone like, or the entire map and everyone in it. And these maps aren't that big. So like you're standing over it and like the size of a person now becomes the size of like your fist and you can just watch the entire map and see the rest of the match play out from that kind of like bird's eye perspective, which is, which is really cool. It's just a nice little touch that again, you know, you never really thought about it, until it was there and you know not to yeah. knock not, not to knock a game like onward but actually i thought onward was pretty cool in terms of like you get to you get to toggle between the, the different first person views of mm. of the players on your team but you know mm. something like this is just it, again it's it's just different and i feel like it matches the the tone of the game very well well and and i mean one of the things that i think i mean, obviously something like that is so much cooler in vr than it would be like on a traditional you know m- monitor tv just because you know you feel like you're actually at that scale but it's also a good opportunity for new players to actually learn about 
what matches are look like. Because I think there's something, I mean, yes, in a game like Onward, for example, you're able to see from a first-person view what the other players are actually doing. But at least for me, sometimes it's nice to kind of step back and see the entire battlefield as a whole so that you can kind of see the context of what everybody's doing yeah, rather no, it, than it, just like a single person. It's it's really cool. I do like that feature quite a bit. And I remember before I remember before getting the game and just reading some of the reviews in, on Steam, you know, people kind of complimenting that and touting that as one of the, like the really cool aspects of the game. And then I totally forgot about it until I jumped into uh, until I jumped into the game, essentially, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, wow, this is actually a really cool feature. I see why everybody's kind of excited about it now. It's it's nothing major, but it's just mm-hmm. one of those little type of, not Easter eggs, but, you know, one of those, like, little throwaway type of things that, you know, somebody had that idea for that everybody loves. Wow, well, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna have to pick it up. It sounds like a title that most Vive owners should have, so... Uh, yeah, I agree with you on that one. Um, it's it's a lot of fun, and again, I think what what Rec Room did for people in terms of like creating an awesome like multiplayer social space, like mm-hmm. not that everyone's uh, gravitating over to this now, but it is it is another like you know it's not a game that takes itself too seriously. People can come in; it's easy to pick up, and you know, like uh, Nick fight from. Uh, the against grav team the rec room development team mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. I, I love how he mentioned like what they do for their games is they they come up with something that is really easy to pick up um but then the learning curve gets steep so like you it's really easy to play the game but it's difficult to master and i feel like mm-hmm. this is another game maybe it's because it's like similar to paintball in terms of you know style and tonality but sure. it really it really has that element which i feel makes you know is, is making it as successful as it is right now very cool uh, one other thing i was kind of thinking of when you were describing you know the different weapons and everything. Uh, what are the players' avatars like? What do they What do they look like? Um, it's it's cartoony, and so but there there's the full face, body. I can't remember if there are there's arms, but there's definitely hands for for guns, okay, uh, or just guns as hands. Mm-hmm, and so, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's cartoony. Like I think when I started off, like I I had the face of like a seal pup or something like that. <laughs> it looks like there's like orc faces for other other people but everybody's the same size so there's just some like green faces uh there's people and there's animals and so yeah it's very cartoony and very light-hearted which again like i said it it just matches like the tonality of it because at the end of the game at the end of the day sorry you're playing a game of dodgeball yeah yeah no that that sounds awesome so yeah i mean man there's a lot of cool i mean we're talking i know we were just talking about arizona sunshine and you know, all the months that went into that development. But I mean, Smashbox sounds like it, it's pretty polished too. There's, there's, I've been really impressed with a lot of the releases lately and just how, how great these products are really turning out. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, this, yeah, it just came out recently as well. And I mean, you know what, we'll, we'll have to see, maybe this will be something to watch because they came out at the same time. Uh, and you know what we were talking about earlier with like different strategies where Smashbox is going uh, for I want to say I think it is thirty bucks on early access, uh, but uh, you know I got it for I think it's twenty percent off right now and for the next week. But you know it'll be interesting to see how how it kind of plays out between these two. And again, they're very different games, so you're gonna have very different like demographic of people who are interested in these types of games. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to see how you know they're both like tremendously popular they came out at the same time so you know i'll I'll be following to see if the numbers are ever released for for both of the games yeah no you can't really get i mean in all honesty like you know these 
cartoony kind of fun multiplayer experiences are really popular. Zombie shooters, like <laughs> between those two games, I mean, those are that's pretty much like everyone's dream as far as like you know new content that's coming out. It, those are those are the titles that are going to sell. So I, I'll be curious to see how they do over the holiday season. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll definitely follow it, and if any of the games go on sale, we'll we'll let you guys know as well. Which is starting uh, next Thursday, December twenty second, is what I saw. So okay. we'll uh, we'll have some news for you guys as soon as we have any more details. But that is the start date. But yeah, Ronnie, you got anything else, man? No, that that's pretty much it. I just want to get back to some of these titles, and I'm telling it like I mean, I'm I'm excited to go back and get further into Arizona Sunshine. But I'm, I actually really want to pick up Smashbox. So just, I don't know. Just do it, man. Just, just do it. Play Smashbox. When I get back from out of town, I'll, I'll grab Arizona Sunshine and we can dive into that. But for now, I, you will not go wrong with Smashbox. And if you get it now, it's still on sale, at least for the next week. So Yeah, yeah. So I, you don't I, feel I, like, I mean, what are the <laughs> chances? I mean, maybe it'll go on sale for, for more, you know, during, but mm-hmm. probably not. I mean, I bet you right now seems like a pretty good time to yeah. grab that. Well, game, definitely, so. definitely, yeah, and I mean, definitely check it out. We are, uh, I mean, I don't want to jinx it, but you know, we're definitely trying to get the Smashbox uh, team and development team on the show, and so hopefully that works out, and we can figure out a time that works out great. But um, yeah, I mean, this will be this will be a fun one to, to chat about because I feel like they've they've kind of struck gold with what they've been able to do. Very cool. Awesome, man. Well. With that, we will end this episode here. Uh, Happy Friday, guys. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and an awesome, awesome weekend. Stay warm wherever you are, unless you're in a warm place. Then send some of that sunshine to Chicago, please, because we need it. (laughs) And um, yeah, that's that's all I got. We'll have some really cool stuff for you guys next week. Uh, Big announcement in terms of something that we're going to try and do on the podcast as well. And uh, yeah, with that, have a great weekend. And we will talk to you all again very, very soon. Take care.